Welcome to C3 Church The Bukit. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full, and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoy this message today. To have you with us here today. Sangat senang saudara berada bersama dengan kita hari ini. And so my name's Rach. If you are new with us, uh, myself and Emmanuel, we run the church here. Yeah. And this nah. is the lovely Intan who's on our staff. Yeah, jadi namanya Pastor Rachel dan suaminya Pastor Emmanuel yang memimpin gereja kita. And so we are currently in a series called Healthy Relationships. Yeah. Kita berada di dalam um, series yang namanya Hubungan yang Sehat. And we know and recognize that God has designed us for community. Kita tahu kalau kita Hidup berada di dalam sebuah komunitas. I don't know if you had it in Indonesia, but there was this thing where you would we would talk about being stuck on a deserted island alone. Ya, mungkin kita pernah mendengarkan kalau misalnya kita berada di dalam pulau sendirian. And it sounds like a nice idea if you're an introvert like me. Ya, kalau introvert seperti kita, senang dengarnya. Enjoy your own company. Kita bisa menikmati waktu sendirian. But that's not how life works. Tapi Kehidupan tidak seperti itu. Everywhere we turn in life, there are relationships that we encounter every day. Ya, kemanapun setiap harinya kehidupan kita pasti ada sebuah hubungan. And God designed it that way. Dan Tuhan menciptakan seperti itu. And He wants us to flourish in these relationships. Dan Tuhan mau kita berkembang di dalam hubungan ini. And as a church, we're committed to learning and growing in this area. Dan sebagai gereja kita berkomitmen untuk belajar dan juga bertumbuh di dalam hubungan and ini. And we talked about this last week. We want to be lifelong learners. We want to keep learning. About how to do relationships well. Dan kita udah bicarakan minggu lalu kita mau belajar seumur hidup kita berada di dalam hubungan yang sehat. Alright, so last week we talked about two keys. So just a quick recap. Does anyone remember what they were? Ada yang ingat dua eh, minggu lalu it. kita ada dua kunci di dalam sebuah hubungan yang sehat. Olin's joining your friends. Does anyone remember the first one? Ada yang ingat yang hal yang pertama? Christ Yesus. centered. Very good. Yesus menjadi pusat. Right. Joseph. Joseph's got the answers yeah. at the back, Joseph. so I think he might be cheating. So. <laughs> there was going to be a prize, but no, that, yeah. <laughs> actually there was no prize, so it was just a congratulations. So we had last week, we were talking about being Christ-centered and mission-focused. And this week, we're talking about two new aspects of healthy relationships. Others-focused and servant-hearted. Because if we choose to be mission-focused, Mengikuti fokus misi kita. That's automatically going to make us others focused. Maka kita bisa langsung menjadi fokus terhadap orang lain juga. Naturally, we're going to want to reach out to others as we take a hold of the mission that God's given each yeah. one of Ketika us. Ketika kita menangkap misi itu, kita mau menjangkau orang lain juga. And Jesus gave the, us the greatest commandment. Dan Yesus memberikan kita amanat agung. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and all your mind. Kasihilah Tuhan Allahmu dengan segenap pikiranmu dan hatimu dan and jiwamu. Second is like it to love your neighbor as yourself. Dan kasihilah sesamamu. And so if we wanted to write ourselves a mission statement, a personal mission statement, it could be from, based from that scripture. Yeah, kalau kita mau uh, tuliskan fokus misi kita, kita bisa memakai ayat tersebut. So we see as we're mission focused, that we also become others focused. Ketika kita mengikuti fokus misi itu, maka kita juga fokus bisa terhadap sesama kita. And when we're Christ-centered, Ketika kita, kita memusatkan perhatian kita kepada Yesus, this will naturally lead us to being servant-hearted. Itu akan memimpin kita bisa memiliki hati yang mau melayani. And if you think about the story of Jesus washing the disciples' feet, kalau kita ingat uh, 
cerita tentang Yesus mencuci kaki murid-muridnya. This is a great example of Jesus showing us what service looks like. Ini adalah contoh yang sangat baik bagaimana kita memiliki hati yang melayani. And we're going to talk about that in just a few minutes. Nanti kita bakal bicarakan. So what I find regarding these two topics today. Apa yang saya dapatkan dari topik yang hari ini akan kita bicarakan? Is that this is going to require a mindset shift from what we would naturally want to do as human beings. Ini memerlukan mindset kita berubah, perubahan di dalam mindset kita. Usually when it comes to relationships, we might think something like, what's in this for me? Jadi biasanya kalau sebuah hubungan, kita berpikir apa yang apa untungnya di dalam hubungan itu buat saya? How can this person meet my needs? Bagaimana orang tersebut bisa memenuhi keinginan saya? And when we go to and say, oh, Jesus, I want you at the center of my relationships. I want to go after your mission. I want to be others focused. It means we have to have a mindset change. Kalau kita mau mengikuti apa yang tadi kita bicarakan, mindset kita harus berubah. To be thinking about what can I do for Them. Kita harus berpikir bagaimana saya bisa membantu mereka. So we go from I'm going to choose to serve myself and to look after my needs. Dari apa yang kita saya mau memperhatikan diri saya sendiri. And to choose to serve others. Dan lebih mem, ma, dan lebih memilih untuk melayani orang lain. Now this is not easy. Ini bukan hal yang mudah. Would you agree? Apakah setuju? Because naturally. We just want to serve ourselves and look after ourselves. Karena biasanya kita pasti mau memperhatikan diri kita sendiri. And uh, being married highlights that. It augments it, makes yeah. it bigger. Yeah, dan ketika kalian sudah menikah, itu membuatnya lebih sulit lagi. I didn't realize how selfish I was until saya, I got married. Saya tidak berpikir bagaimana egoisnya saya sampai saya menikah. And so relationships when we're in deep relationships they cause us to grow in this area. Ketika kita dalam hubungan yang uh, dalam, ini memerlukan kita supaya kita lebih bertumbuh di dalam hubungan tersebut. And it's best that we don't keep on that pathway of selfishness that we make the decision to be others focused and servant-hearted yeah. because it brings so much goodness to our lives. Dan kita tidak uh, tidak boleh terus di dalam keegoisan itu ketika kita dalam sebuah hubungan. And the amazing thing about the kingdom of God is that things that we think shouldn't work work. I'll explain in a second yeah. if you could translate that yeah. sentence and then. Jadi uh, di dalam kerajaan Tuhan seharusnya apa yang kelihatannya tidak bisa bekerja itu bisa bekerja bisa terjadi. We would naturally think if we're going to serve someone else we're going to look after someone else's needs first that then we would then suffer. Kalau kita memperhatikan orang lain atau memberikan kebutuhan yang orang lain perlukan, biasanya kita merasa kalau kita bakal kesulitan. But there's an incredible uh, kingdom principle at work where we we will reap what we sow. Tapi ada di dalam uh, Alkitab di dalam Kerajaan Tuhan dibilang kita akan menuai apa yang kita tabur. And so as we sow generosity, there's this reaping that takes place. Ketika kita menabur uh, kemurahan hati, maka kita akan menuainya juga. As we show sow care and love and support to people. Ketika kita menabur uh, kita mau melayani orang lain, mau support orang lain, that will be returned back to us. Itu akan dikembalikan, kita akan menuai itu juga. And I love this little verse in Proverbs 11 verse 25. It says a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Di Amsal 11 ayat 25 dikatakan, siapa banyak memberi berkat diberi kelimpahan, siapa memberi minum ia sendiri akan diberi minum. And so this is an amazing promise, isn't it? Ini janji yang luar biasa. That as we refresh others, that 
we're going to be refreshed in Ketika return. kita memberikan orang lain minum, maka kita juga akan diberikan minum. And so today we're going to be looking at the story, some stories from Jesus. Kita akan melihat hari ini beberapa cerita dari Yesus. As our example. Sebagai contoh buat kita. How do we be others focused? Bagaimana kita bisa melay- uh, memfokuskan orang lain? How are we servant-hearted towards people? Bagaimana kita bisa melayani orang lain? So if you've got your Bible, can you pull it out? If Ada it's on your phone. Alkitab, You can Kalau use that, but I can tell dipakai. by the color of your screen if you're yeah. on Instagram or TikTok. Nanti bisa kelihatan okay, so just warna screen-nya. Or the Lord will tell me and highlight and just be like that person. And I'll no, I won't call you out, but mm. you do whatever you like. But just please don't get distracted by yeah. social media. So we're going to look at a number of different stories, and we're going to have three reflection questions that we're going to ask along yeah. the way. Nanti kita bakal uh, melihat beberapa cerita dan juga ada pertanyaan refleksi yang bisa kita pertanyakan. And this is something that you could do in your own personal Bible study. Dan ini bisa kita lakukan di dalam uh, bela- pembelajaran Alkitab yang kita ajar sendiri. Judah agrees. Judah agree. Yeah. So we don't want you just to read the Bible on a Sunday. Kita nggak mau saudara hanya membaca Alkitab di hari Minggu saja. Please don't let jangan Sundays be the only itu. day that you open your Bible. Yeah, jangan sampai hari Minggu saja buka Alkitab. The Bible is there for us to read every day to be able to be nourished from yeah. that. Alkitab ada yang bisa kita buka setiap harinya supaya kita bisa bertumbuh. And so we can just as we read the scriptures, we can ask ourselves some questions that will help us to go deeper in understanding. Ketika kita membaca ayat nanti, ada pertanyaan dan itu pertanyaan itu bisa membuat kita bisa lebih lagi mengetahui tentang okay. itu. So our three questions are, how would you have responded in this situation? Jadi pertanyaan Pertama adalah bagaimana respon Anda terhadap situasi ini? What was Jesus's response? Bagaimana respon Yesus? And what can we learn from this story about how to be others focused and servant hearted? Apa yang bisa saya kita pelajari dari ini tentang fokus kepada orang lain dan memiliki hati yang mau melayani? Okay, so there are three questions. You got them in mind? Ini tiga pertanyaannya, mari so, kita pikirkan. As we read the scriptures, I want you to be thinking about what would you answer for these uh, questions. Jadi kita kita membaca Alkitab nanti Mari kita pikirkan bagaimana respon kita terhadap pertanyaan ini. Okay, so we're going to start with Jesus washing the feet of his disciples. Kita mau mulai dari Yesus mencuci kaki murid-muridnya. And so this was during the last supper, so during the Passover festival. Ya, ini adalah di dalam perjamuan terakhirnya Yesus. And the last meal that he has with his followers. Ya, ini perjamuan terakhir dengan Yesus bersama dengan murid-muridnya. And just picture now they're in uh, they're having dinner together. Mari kita pikirkan mereka lagi makan malam bareng-bareng. They're enjoying each other's company. Mereka menikmati waktu satu dengan yang lain. Maybe talking about all the miracles that Jesus had been performing. Yeah, berbicara tentang uh, mujizat yang Yesus lakukan. Enjoying some bread yeah. and wine. wine, maybe. Yeah, well they did actually because yeah. that was they did communion on that night. Menikmati makanan yang ada di situ. And so just just picture yourself that they're in this situation. Jadi mari kita bayangkan mereka ada di dalam situasi tersebut. Jesus is the reason they gathered. Yesus adalah alasan di mana mereka bisa berkumpul. He's the center of the gathering. Dia adalah orang yang di tengah-tengah pemimpinnya. Is anyone that person when you go to like a party or somewhere yeah. you end up being like Siapa the one that's like Siapa yang biasanya seperti itu? The jokes orang yang paling uh, ada senternya gitulah. No, not Olin. really. Yeah, Olin, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And so Jesus is like the guest of honor. Yeah, Jesus adalah orang yang uh, menerima itu. And so he's seen as a teacher in the eyes of these disciples. Yeah. Dia dilihat sebagai guru di mata murid-muridnya. And so for Jesus to do what he does next is crazy to think that he would do that. Yeah. Apa yang Yesus lakukan selanjutnya 
orang-orang berpikiran uh, kok bisa? It's like so we just I'm from Australia so we we have our beautiful queen passed away this week. Yeah. Pastor Rachel dari Australia dan ratunya meninggal minggu lalu, minggu ini. Queen Elizabeth and Ratu Elizabeth. it would be like as if she would invite people over for dinner and then she would start serving all of the guests the food. Yeah. Dan Bayangkan misalnya ratu itu mengundang orang-orang makan malam dan dia yang melayani membagikan makanannya. And start taking on the the role of a servant which she's probably never done in her entire life. Dan dia melayani orang-orang mungkin dia enggak pernah melakukan itu seumur hidupnya. And Jesus is the king of kings. Yesus adalah raja dari segala raja. And he doesn't need to do this. Dia enggak perlu melakukan itu. He should have everyone serving him. Dia uh, orang lain yang harusnya melayani dia. But he comes and he takes the role of a servant. Tapi dia datang dan dia mau, uh, mau melayani. And so we're going to read from John 13 verses kita, 4 to 5. Kita mau baca Yohanes 13 ayat 4 sampai 5. And actually Intan, if you could read it in Indonesian and maybe on the screen, Joseph, we can have it in English just Mari to save time. Mari kita baca di yeah. ayat di bahasa Indonesia. Lalu bangunlah Yesus dan menanggalkan jubahnya. Ia mengambil sehelai kain lenan dan mengikatkannya pada pinggangnya. Kemudian ia menuangkan air ke dalam sebuah basi dan mulai membasuh kaki murid-muridnya. Lalu menyekanya dengan kain yang terikat pada pinggangnya itu. And then verse 12 to 17. Dan ayat 12 sampai 17. Sesudah ia membasuh kaki mereka, ia mengenakan pakaiannya dan kembali ke tempatnya. Lalu ia berkata kepada mereka, Mengertikah kamu apa yang telah kuperbuat kepadamu? Kamu menyebut aku guru dan Tuhan, dan katamu itu tepat. Sebab memang akulah guru dan Tuhan. Jadi, jikalau aku membasuh kakimu, aku yang adalah Tuhan dan gurumu, maka kamu pun wajib saling membasuh kakimu. Sebab aku telah memberikan suatu teladan kepada kamu, supaya kamu juga berbuat sama seperti yang telah kuperbuat kepadamu. Aku berkata kepadamu, sesungguhnya seorang hamba tidaklah lebih tinggi daripada tuannya ataupun seorang utusan daripada dia yang mengutusnya. Jikalau kamu tahu semua ini, maka berbahagialah kamu jika kamu melakukannya. Okay, so we've got three questions that we're going to ask regarding this passage of scripture. Kita ada tiga pertanyaan yang kita mau tanyakan uh, berdasarkan dengan uh, ayat Alkitab yang tadi kita baca. How would you have responded in this situation? Bagaimana respon anda terhadap situasi ini? Would you have done what Jesus did? Apakah kita akan melakukan sama seperti apa yang Yesus lakukan? I'm I'm like quite a clean, not freak. I don't know what you how you yeah. translate that, but like things to be clean. Pastor Rachel ada orang yang sangat senang kebersihan. And feet are like have to be clean, clean, clean. Ya, yeah, dan kaki harus pasti, harus bersih. And so you don't wear socks more than one day in a row. Kita nggak pakai kaos kaki lebih dari satu kali. You can't wear sneakers without socks. Nggak pakai, kita nggak boleh pakai sepatu tanpa kaos kaki. There's certain rules about. Jadi ada beberapa yeah, aturan yang biasa pastor. And so suka. for me, my, my personally, I wouldn't put my hand up to wash someone else's feet. Ya, yeah, kalau dalam situasi pastor Rachel, dia nggak mau angkat tangan untuk membasuh kaki orang lain. Those feet would have been covered in dirt and other. the things because there would be walking yeah. on dodgy roads and yeah it wouldn't have been a nice nice thing to experience. Yeah. Mungkin waktu itu kaki mereka uh, kotor dan kayaknya bukan uh, experience yang uh, mudah untuk dilakukan. And yet Jesus he makes that decision. We see his response was that I don't want to just teach my disciples, I want to show them how to be a servant. Tapi Yesus menunjukkan contoh tersebut. Dia bilang aku enggak hanya mau mengajarkan tapi saya mau memberikan uh, contohnya. If it was me, I just would have said, "Hey guys, it's really good if you could be a servant." And I just give them a little lesson yeah. on like how to do it, like A, B, C points. But then Jesus takes it a step further, right? And he actually shows them. He doesn't even explain it necessarily. He just starts doing it, and then all the disciples are like, hmm, 
What's going on iya. here? Jadi kalau Pastor Rachel dia pasti, halo semuanya, ini yang bisa kita lakukan untuk melayani. Tapi Yesus dia langsung melakukannya, dia langsung membasuh kaki murid-muridnya. And so here we see Jesus show us a great uh, example of leadership. Ini yang kita lihat Yesus memberikan contoh yang sangat luar biasa dalam kepemimpinan. And so as we look at this story. Ketika kita melihat cerita ini, How can we apply this to our relationships? Bagaimana kita bisa mengaplikasikannya di dalam hubungan kita? What stance do we need to take when we're others focused and we're looking to be able to serve others? Langkah apa yang harus yang bisa kita perbuat di mana kita bisa memfokuskan orang lain dan juga melayani orang lain? Well, I think that Jesus shares a great characteristic and that's humility. Yesus memberikan karakteristik yang luar biasa yaitu kerendahan hati. He humbled himself. Dia merendahkan hatinya. Took on the role of a servant. Dia mau mengambil uh, langkah untuk melayani orang lain. And washed his disciples feet. Dan membasuh kaki-kaki murid-muridnya. And it's the same with us. Sama seperti kita. In our relationships we have the opportunity to serve others the same way Jesus did. Di dalam hubungan kita kita mempunyai keputusan untuk bisa melayani uh, seorang yang ada di dalam hubungan and tersebut. And so I want you to think right now what's your main thing that you do are you at work university are you studying at school or you're at home as a mom what's your main thing Mari kita pikirkan dalam kehidupan kita apa hal yang paling utama yang kita lakukan sekarang mungkin kita ibu rumah tangga mahasiswa pekerja So what does this look like in your situation? Bagaimana ini kelihatannya di dalam situasi kita? Maybe you're working with children. Mungkin kita bekerja dengan anak-anak. What's a way that you could serve those kids in your daily work? Bagaimana kita bisa melayani anak-anak tersebut di dalam kehidupan sehari-hari kita? Maybe you might have to wash their feet, physically wash their feet. Mungkin kita memang dirty. perlu membasuh kaki mereka, mencuci karena kotor. Oh, wash their face and atau cuci mukanya. Clean their nappy. Ya, atau membersihkan yeah. popoknya. <laughs> so What's another way you could serve them? You could serve the families. Kita bisa melayani keluarga kita. You could serve your classmates at school or university. Kita bisa melayani teman kita yang ada di universitas let's, atau di sekolah. Let's be looking for opportunities just like Jesus to be able to serve others. Mari kita pikirkan kesempatan apa yang bisa kita lakukan sama seperti Yesus yang melayani murid-muridnya. All right, let's move on to the next story. We're going to look at Jesus receiving the little children and praying for them. Kita mau lihat cerita yang kedua Yesus menerima anak-anak dan mulai, dan berdoa buat mereka. This is in Matthew chapter 19 verse 13 and 15. Di Matius 19 ayat 13 sampai 15. Mari kita baca di bahasa Indonesia. Lalu orang membawa anak-anak kecil kepada Yesus, supaya ia meletakkan tangannya atas mereka dan mendoakan mereka. Akan tetapi murid-muridnya memarahi orang-orang itu. Tetapi Yesus berkata, biarkanlah anak-anak itu, janganlah menghalang-halangi mereka datang kepadaku. Sebab orang-orang yang seperti itulah yang empunya kerajaan sorga. Lalu ia meletakkan tangannya atas mereka dan kemudian ia berangkat dari situ. Okay, can you picture yourself, yourself in this story? Mari kita bayangkan diri kita di dalam cerita ini. What would you have done or how would you have responded? Bagaimana kita meresponi ini? Hmm. Any ideas, any thoughts? Apakah ada uh, ide? We see that the disciples responded one way. Yeah, uh, murid-murid Yesus merespon dengan satu cara. They were like, "Get those children away from Jesus." Jangan kasih anak-anak itu di situ. But Jesus responds a different way. Tapi Yesus merespon dengan hal yang berbeda. What would have your response been? Bagaimana respon kita? Hopefully Jesus is one, but sometimes we don't feel like doing that. Kadang-kadang kita enggak ngerasa kita mau meresponi seperti itu. Like when I'm really tired at the end of the day and Raf is like touching something that is not meant to and I need to get up and tell him no, please get away from that. And my body is crying yeah. out, please don't have to move. 
It's not so easy. <laughs> Jadi misalnya ketika di akhir hari Pastor Rachel sudah benar-benar capek tapi Rafael mulai mencoba hal-hal yang baru dan Pastor Rachel mau Rafael untuk enggak melakukan itu, sulit untuk dia berkata dengan baik. And so we want to say that we do the Jesus's response, but it's not not so easy, but it is a great encouragement for it is yeah. for us, isn't it? Jadi kita bilang kita mau meresponi seperti apa yang Yesus responi, tapi sulit biasanya buat kita melakukan itu. To see that Jesus responds to these children in the way that He does. Melihat bagaimana respon Yesus kepada anak-anak tersebut. And I love it because it shows Jesus's character. Dan ini menunjukkan karakter dari Yesus. Sometimes we can get a picture that's maybe a little bit wrong about Jesus. That he's just there, like wanting to tell people off and be angry and yeah. you know doing all these things, but. Just this is like the heart of Jesus here right in this moment. Kadang yang kita pikirkan adalah Yesus memerintah, memberitahu yang seperti ini, tapi ini menunjukkan bagaimana hati Yesus. This is like let the children come to me. Menunjukkan bagaimana hati Yesus biarkan anak-anak tersebut datang kepadaku. And so I think this story probably represents something more than just children. Mungkin di cerita ini mempres- mempresentasikan lebih dari anak-anak tersebut. Because children kind of represents innocent Innocence, right? Jadi anak-anak biasanya orang uh, yang nggak tahu yang masih gimana ya bilang masih polos. And so maybe in our worlds we might not have lots of contact with children, but we have other people that are in need and in needing support. Mungkin di dalam kehidupan kita kita nggak melihat uh, anak-anak atau bagaimana, tapi kita bisa melihat orang-orang yang memerlukan support tersebut. And so here this story is a great example that we can show kindness. In the way that we treat people. Dan kita bisa memberikan uh, bagaimana kebaikan kita untuk memperhatikan orang-orang di sekitar kita. And kindness is a powerful characteristic to have in our friendships. Dan uh, kebaikan adalah karakteristik yang bagus yang bisa kita berikan di dalam hubungan kita. Maybe you're being bullied at school. Mungkin kita pernah dibully di sekolah. Show kindness to that person. Tunjukkan kebaikan buat orang tersebut. It's a powerful way to come against itu someone adalah, that's sort of doing those types of things. Itu adalah langkah yang lebih baik daripada membalikannya. Alrighty, so let's move on to the next story. We're going to look at this man that was demon possessed. Mari, mari kita lihat there. cerita selanjutnya orang yang kerasukan. And so I just want you to picture in your mind because sometimes we read these stories and we're kind of like, yeah, cool, whatevs. Yeah. Uh, but when we really look at the story, it's like, wow, this is powerful. Ya, ketika kita lihat cerita ini, kita biasanya kayak, oh, oke, okay, iya, nggak apa-apa. Tapi mari kita lihat lebih lagi tentang cerita tersebut. So Jesus is on a boat. He comes across this lake with his disciples. Yesus ada di perahu bersama dengan murid-muridnya ke danau. And they walk onto the land. Dan mereka berjalan di tanah tersebut. And they're met by this man. Ketemu dengan orang ini. And this is no ordinary man. Ini orang yang nggak biasa aja. It's a man that is possessed by demon. Orang yang kerasukan oleh uh, roh jahat. And this man, he lived in the tombs. Jadi orang tersebut tinggal di kuburan. So you just might picture the cemeteries that are on the way to Nusa Dua. Like bayangkan, a bit scary when you drive past them. kuburan yang ada like, kita lewati you know, di Nusa Dua. So just picture one of those, like the really scary looking ones. Picture yeah. one of those. Mari kita bayangkan tersebut. And there's a man that roams around in that cemetery. Jadi ada orang yang jalan-jalan di kuburan itu. And he is so out of control that no one can restrain yeah. him. Dia nggak bisa dikendalikan saat itu. Not even a chain can hold him down. Bahkan rantai nggak bisa me, uh, apa, mengikat dia. He was able to rip those shackles yeah. off his wrists. Rantainya bisa dilepaskan. And no one was strong enough to control him. Dan nggak ada orang yang kuat yang bisa mengendalikan orang tersebut. And so he would walk around at night time howling and cutting things. Yeah. Malam-malam dia teriak-teriak jalan-jalan. And so can you picture facing this man? Coba bayangkan kita mem- bertemu dengan orang tersebut. Would you be a little bit scared? I think I'll be very. <laughs> Saya lari. I'll be like, 
<laughs> Pasti kita takut. The last thing that I would think to is to go and offer to pray for this man. Iya, jadi hal terakhir yang bakal Pastor Rachel lakukan adalah ya mendoakan dia. Like your bike breaks down right in front of the cemetery on the way to Kutenusa Dua and like you're like oh, I need to get some petrol and then you hear this guy woo There's no way that I would be staying there. I would be running very fast. Ya, bayangkan misalnya motor kita mati kehabisan bensin. Terus tiba-tiba ada orang teriak-teriak kayak gitu, pasti kita bakal lari kan? So my response if we're answering the questions would be my response would be get away quickly. Jadi kalau kita menjawab pertanyaan itu, pasti respon kita kita bakal lari, kita bakal pergi dari situ. It's like sometimes you walk past people in the shopping center or something and someone's doing a bit weird, you're like kids don't look at them. Ya. Yeah. Bahkan kadang kalau kita pergi ke swalayan atau apa lihat orang yang aneh, kita pasti ayo, ayo kita jalan kayak gitu kan. But Jesus doesn't do that. Tapi Yesus enggak melakukan seperti itu. And in fact, as we read the story, we find that this man kind of runs to Jesus, seeks him out. Ya, yeah, kalau kita baca di ceritanya orang tersebut lari ke Yesus. And Jesus doesn't say ah! and then Yesus run away. Yesus teriak. Ah! He's, he knows exactly what's going on and he, he calls out to this man. Jadi Yesus tahu apa yang terjadi, jadi dia memanggil orang tersebut. And he stands in authority to bring freedom and to deliver this man from dan these demons. Dan dia berdiri dengan otoritas dan membebaskan orang tersebut. And what's amazing is that then This man is delivered. He's completely transformed in an instant. Yeah. Dan orang terse- yang luar biasa orang tersebut akhirnya bebas dari kerasukan itu. And he's free. He's in his right mind. As people see him, they're like freaking out because like, isn't that the guy that used to run around in yeah. the cemetery? Jadi dia bebas dan orang yang melihat itu mereka kayak oh bukannya itu orang yang kerasukan tersebut. And I love it because Jesus says these words in uh, Mark 5 verses 18 and 19. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who'd been demon-possessed begged to go with him. But Jesus said, no, go home to your family and tell them everything the Lord has done for you and how merciful he has been. Di Markus 5 ayat 18-19 dikatakan, Pada Yesus naik lagi dalam perahu, orang yang tadinya kerasukan setan itu meminta supaya diperkenankan menyertai dia. Yesus tidak memperkenankannya, tetapi ia berkata kepada orang itu, pulanglah ke rumahmu, kepada orang-orang sekampungmu, dan beritahukanlah kepada mereka segala sesuatu yang telah diperbuat oleh Tuhan atasmu, dan bagaimana ia telah mengasihi engkau. Jesus didn't look at this man with fear. Yesus tidak melihat orang ini dengan ketakutan. Or disgust, like get away from me. Atau kayak jijik. Can't believe he's in that condition. Judgment. Yesus gak bilang kayak gak Gak percaya orang tersebut bisa dalam kondisi He seperti itu. Dia melihat dengan uh, kebaikan bermurah hati. And Jesus has faith to believe for that man to be set free. Dan Yesus punya iman kalau orang tersebut bisa bebas. And God does an amazing miracle in that man's life. Dan Tuhan melakukan uh, mujizat yang luar biasa dalam orang tersebut. And so maybe something we could learn from this story. Kita bisa belajar ceri- dalam cerita ini. Is that we can look at people's circumstances and maybe think it's impossible? They're never going to change. They're always going to be like that. Ketika kita melihat orang lain dengan situasi yang mereka alami, mungkin kita berpikir kayaknya orang tersebut nggak bisa berubah, nggak akan ada perubahan dalam kehidupan mereka. We've tried everything. Kita coba segala sesuatu untuk membantu. Nothing's helping. Gak ada yang bisa menolong. Let us be friends and family that choose to believe. Actually, God, I'm going to go to a place of faith for this person. Tapi mari kita menjadi teman dan keluarga di mana kita percaya sama Tuhan. Kita mau merangkum mereka. And to look at them through eyes of mercy. Dan kita melihat mereka dengan mata kemurahan hati kita penyayang kita. And not just push them away. Gak hanya 
menang, uh, meninggalkan mereka. But to draw close and to be able to help them and support them through this time. Tapi semakin dekat dengan mereka dan membantu mereka. As we do that. Ketika kita melakukan itu. As we show mercy. Ketika kita memperlihatkan kemurahan hati kita. That's when we can walk with that servant heart. Maka kita bisa berjalan dengan hati yang memelayani tersebut. Okay, next story. We're looking at the woman caught in adultery. Kalau kita, uh, cerita selanjutnya kita lihat perempuan yang kedapatan berzina. And so basically Jesus is hanging out in the temple courts. Jadi Yesus uh, ada di dalam bait Allah. And he's got people gathered around him and he's just about to teach them. Jadi Yesus ada di situ dan orang-orang berkumpul, dia yang mau mengajar dia. And some other religious leaders they come and they bring this lady to Jesus. Jadi ada tokoh agama yang lain datang dan membawa Uh, perempuan ini kepada Yesus. And just like a seven-year-old, maybe Dobbs on there. Do you know the word Dobbs? Tells on their younger sister for doing something. They're like, teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law of Moses, commanded us to. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now, what do you will say? Jadi ada kayak, kayak misalnya adik-adik biasa kan? Kalau kakak beradik pasti adiknya ngadu-ngadu. ke ibunya dia bilang Yesus Yesus orang ini kedapatan berzina apa yang harus kita lakukan terhadap dia And Jesus he sees through this situation and what they're trying to do they're trying to set him up Jadi Yesus melihat kalau orang-orang ini berusaha menjebak Yesus And Jesus speaks with such wisdom that this story is so powerful for us to see it Dan cerita ini Yesus berbicara dengan hikmat di mana cerita ini menjadi luar biasa And Jesus does something interesting he starts bends down and starts writing something in the ground. Ya, Yesus mulai menunduk dan mulai menulis sesuatu di dalam tanah. So we're not sure what he writes. Kita enggak tahu apa yang Yesus tulis saat itu. But after that he stands up and he says in verse 7, let any one of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Jadi di dalam ayat 7 dikatakan dan ketika mereka terus-menerus bertanya kepadanya, ia pun bangkit berdiri lalu berkata kepada mereka, barang siapa di antara kamu tidak berdosa, hendaklah ia yang per- Tama melemparkan batu kepada perempuan itu. So here in this story, Jesus offers such grace to this woman, doesn't he? Kita lihat kasih karunia Tuhan mengalir di dalam perempuan ini. But I don't think this is what the religious leaders were expecting. Tapi tokoh agama enggak mau membayangkan, enggak mau seperti ini. They were probably expecting Jesus to be critical in his response. Ya, yeah, mereka membayangkan Yesus bakal secara uh, merespon dengan secara kritikal. Be like, oh, that's disgusting. Get that woman away from me. Of course she needs to be stoned. Yeah. That's what Moses said. Ya, yeah, mungkin uh, mereka mau membayangkan Yesus bilang biarlah pergi perempuan ini atau lempari dengan batu. But Jesus shows us a better way. Tapi Yesus menunjukkan menunjukkan kepada kita cara yang lebih baik. And he offers her forgiveness. Dan dia menawarkan uh, pengampunan kepada perempuan ini. And the story finishes by these men not one of them picking up a stone to throw at her because they realize actually they are sinners too. And they all walk away from her. Dan cerita ini berakhir enggak ada yang melempari perempuan ini karena setiap orang yang ada di sana juga berdosa. And Jesus says in verse 10, "Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you?" Lalu di, di ayat 10 dibilang, "Lalu Yesus bangkit berdiri dan berkata kepadanya, "Hai perempuan, di manakah mereka? Tidak adakah seorang yang menghukum engkau?" No one sir, she said, she, she said, that's like she said, she saw. No. Jawabnya, tidak ada, Tuhan. And Jesus says these words, then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared, go now and leave your life of sin. Lalu kata Yesus, aku pun tidak menghukum engkau, pergilah dan jangan berbuat dosa lagi mulai dari sekarang. So how would you have responded in this situation? Bagaimana respon kita di dalam situasi ini? I don't know you, but I probably 
go to, if I was going after my own, what I want to do, I'd be a bit critical. Like, yeah. oh, this lady, oh, she shouldn't have done that. That's so wrong. It's so bad. Kalau kita uh, bertanya dengan secara pikiran kita, pasti kita pikir, aduh, perempuan ini perempuan yang enggak baik. And we can be quick to criticize. Kita bisa dengan mudah mengkritik sesuatu. Quick to look at something and go, oh, that's wrong, that's not right. Dengan cepat kita bisa berpikir itu enggak baik, seharusnya enggak seperti itu. But actually those judgments, they're not for us to make, they're for God to make. Tapi penghakiman yang kita lakukan seperti itu bukan hak kita, itu Tuhan yang punya hak. And so when we want to live that others focused lifestyle, Ketika kita mau memfokuskan orang lain, we need to lay down being critical and it's not easy, I know. I can easily get into this space, but we need to lay that down and to pick up uh, a forgiveness and and that let God judge them. Yeah. Kita harus menanggalkan uh, pikiran kritikal itu dan tapi biarlah Tuhan yang memberikan penghakiman itu dan kita menawarkan pengampunan. And I love that this forgiveness that Jesus is operating in with this woman. Saya sangat senang bagaimana Yesus menawarkan pengampunan tersebut di dalam perempuan ini. Is connected to love terkoneksi dengan kasih and love covers a multitude of sins dan kasih menghapuskan setiap dosa kita and so for us in our relationships buat kita di dalam setiap hubungan kita let's be using Jesus example mari kita pakai uh, contoh yang Tuhan Yesus berikan ini that we can be loving towards others by showing them that forgiveness kita bisa mengasihi orang lain dengan memberikan pengampunan memberikan kasih kita Alrighty, the last example was Jesus praying for all the believers. Uh, cerita terakhir adalah Yesus berdoa buat setiap orang percaya. And I love this because Jesus shows us how powerful prayer is in our relationships. Saya sangat senang bagaimana Yesus menunjukkan bagaimana kekuatan doa di dalam sebuah hubungan tersebut. So we're going to read John 17 verse 20 to 23. Kita mau baca Yohanes 17 ayat 20 sampai 23. Dan bukan untuk mereka ini saja aku berdoa, tetapi juga untuk orang-orang yang percaya kepadaku oleh pemberitaan mereka supaya mereka semua menjadi satu sama seperti engkau ya Bapa di dalam aku dan aku di dalam engkau agar mereka juga di dalam kita supaya dunia percaya bahwa engkaulah yang mengutus aku dan aku telah memberikan kepada mereka kemuliaan yang engkau berikan kepadaku supaya mereka menjadi satu sama seperti kita adalah satu aku di dalam mereka dan engkau di dalam aku supaya mereka sempurna menjadi satu Agar dunia tahu bahwa engkau yang telah mengutus aku dan bahwa engkau yang telah mengasihi mereka sama seperti engkau mengasihi aku. So this is not long before Jesus is going to go through the process of going to the cross. Jadi ini enggak lama sebelum Yesus ber, uh, dalam uh, salib disalib. And so Jesus could have been totally focused on himself and praying for his needs and what he needed in that time. Yesus bisa saja fokus kepada dirinya sendiri dan mendoakan dirinya apa yang dia beri, mau saat itu. But Jesus chooses to focus on praying for his disciples. Tapi Yesus fokus dia mau berdoa buat murid-muridnya. And I love that that maybe in our lives we're facing something really difficult and our response would be maybe we just want to pray for ourselves or focus on what we're doing. Di dalam situasi kehidupan kita, kita mungkin mengalami situasi yang sulit dan kita mau fokus sama diri kita sendiri dan kita mau berdoa untuk diri kita sendiri. But how powerful that we can take Jesus's example to encourage us that even in the midst of our trials and suffering and pain, we can look to the needs of others and be prayerful for them. Dan Contoh yang Tuhan Yesus berikan adalah walaupun kita di situasi yang sulit kita juga masih bisa tetap berdoa untuk orang lain. And so as we do that, it's about being others focused and serving others. 
Yang ketika kita melakukan ini, kita fokuskan diri kita buat orang lain dan juga kita mau memiliki hati yang melayani. And I believe as we do that, as we pray for the needs of others, that God can bring the breakthrough that we need for our own lives. Ketika kita berdoa buat keperluan apa yang orang lain perlukan, Tuhan akan memberikan terobosan tersebut di dalam kehidupan kita. So here we have five different things that Jesus shows us in how to be others focused and servant-hearted. Kita memiliki lima hal yang kita bisa pelajari dalam cerita Yesus ini yang memfokuskan orang lain dan juga memiliki hati yang melayani. And as we read through the gospels, we could learn many things from Jesus in the way that he interacted with people. Ketika kita baca kitab Injil, kita bisa belajar banyak hal dari situ. And so I encourage you this week, you can read Matthew, Mark, Luke or John, they're all the stories of Jesus. Why don't you just sit in that and and read about some of the stories of Jesus? Minggu ini, bagaimana kalau kita membaca Kitab Injil tersebut Matius, Markus, Lukas atau Yohanes. And to answer those three questions. Dan jawab pertanyaan tiga pertanyaan yang tadi kita dapatkan. How would I normally respond? Bagaimana respon kita? How did Jesus respond? Bagaimana Yesus respon? And what does that teach me on how that can impact the way that I treat others and serve others? Apa yang saya bisa pelajari dari situ dan bagaimana saya bisa menerapkannya untuk mengasihi orang lain, memfokuskan orang lain dan juga memiliki hati yang melayani. And let us be encouraged to walk in humility. Mari kita berjalan di dalam kerendahan hati. To show kindness. Memperlihatkan kebaikan hati kita. To be merciful. Bermurah hati. And forgiving. Mengampuni. And to be prayerful for others. Dan juga berdoa buat orang lain. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We hope you are inspired with this message. For more information about our church and our program, please visit c3thebukit.com. 